Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted with me today? I hope everybody's enjoyed me coming back from my little month hiatus. (laughs) I was going over the podcasting with my technical guy and he's like, you realize you haven't uploaded anything for a month? I'm like, yes, I realize that. And I have apologized. So if you haven't caught my first one back after being... um, on that off month, I do apologize because I do plan to do them regularly. And as I suggested in that uh, last couple podcasts, the month of September just somehow got away from me (laughs) Uh, with my own kids' school schedules and extracurriculars and then also my tutoring agency. Um, So for those of you that may not know, I run a tutoring agency called Tutoring with a Twist. And it's through that tutoring agency that, and my work as a social worker and a teacher before that, um, that I discovered that I work with parents so much and so much of my coaching, if you will, is with the parents. And if we're working with the kids, either as a teacher or as a social worker or as a tutor, if we're not also affecting change at the level of the parents, then there's really not much change we can affect. And my mission, my personal mission in life is to really affect change in people. And if they want to do different and be different, then I want to help them do that. So uh, the positive parenting tip, if you will, that we're going to be talking about today is what you need to be success ready. And so what your kids need and yourself need to be success ready. As uh, mentioned, after up to about August, so my first about 48 podcasts are really informational based. And then what I'm trying to do with these next set of podcasts, this one included, is refresh your memory on that information that I've shared. And then also give you some reflection questions to review and see that if some of the information in one of those really resonated with you and you thought, oh, maybe I would like to make this change, but I'm not sure how, what's next? Well, these are the what next steps. So basically, this podcast is going to focus on what is needed to be success ready. And uh, fortunately, we know this information. um, And unfortunately, it's not necessarily taught in the school systems. So if you think about it, we usually spend about 13 plus years in school. So even though depending where you are around the world, you know, most kids start anywhere from ages four to five. Some start a little bit earlier than that. And they go to school and you go to school for at least 13 years, right? And that takes you through in uh, the North American countries. It's called elementary school and then high school. I know it's called levels and a couple different things in other 
um, countries, sorry, <laughs> brain fart on, on countries for a second there, but basically you're going to be in school from, let's say, five to the age of 18 for sure. And then depending on um, the country that you're in and, and what the priorities are and what education looks like, you may be in school for longer than that. But let's just go with those years. And um, what we've learned is that what's being taught isn't necessarily what we need. Um, I did share scary statistics and I refer to them that way because uh, statistics are usually used to make people wake up or to kind of scare people into waking up. And so I just frame them that way so that you know that that's why I'm using them. So I call them the scary statistics. But if you remember from past podcasts, our kids are really not coming out of school hopeful for their future or engaged in life. Um, and in, and in matter of fact, they're coming out the opposite. So instead of saying to a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's almost like asking, what do you want to be when you give up? Because so much of what we're taught is just not used in the real world. And the skill sets that we develop through going through school were skill sets that were developed because we, uh, the school system was founded when we were training people to be factory workers. So punching in and punching out on a clock and doing a set job at a set station for your day and then for your life after that school is finished. And we don't have that anymore, right? The number of job opportunities that exist and the way that they exist are not in that um, <laughs> punch a card kind of way. So anyways, what we need to be success ready is um, some skills and they're skills that aren't necessarily taught in school. I've highlighted some in the past podcast. One is about how your brain works and how you learn. I believe that learning should be lifelong and that um, I want everybody to love learning and, and want it to be lifelong and I kind of think your learning stops when you die. <laughs> so don't stop your learning because that'll, you know, cause you to die sooner in terms of getting your brain working and keeping it working. And so if we're thinking about our brains working, how do they work? How does your brain fire? How does my brain fire? How do I retain information? How do you retain information? How does your child retain information? Really important stuff. And you would think would be a foundation of our school systems because of the fact that it's all learning that we're doing. Unfortunately, I believe it's more teaching that we're doing, not as much learning in the school systems. So, you know, you really want to figure out how your brain works, how your child's brain works. Uh, we also have talked about time management in the past. So I'm not sure if you realized, but there are several courses as adults we can take about time management, as well as um, books we can read on it, and people that have made a living, like something like author Brian Tracy, who's made his living off of teaching time management. It's such a fundamental skill, and yet it's not taught in school. And it could really be taught in school, right? It could be taught with homework and projects. And so that's where I'm inviting you as parents to say, okay, well, these are gaps. And I don't know necessarily that I want to take on the whole school system. So what can I do to make changes? So you can make homework into a time management, project management expectation, as opposed to a ugh, homework that has no merit and has no meaning. You can also take the test that we've referred uh, you guys to take in terms of learning how your child's brain works. If you need that test link, don't forget to contact us on Facebook. Uh, Parenting with a Twist is the group on Facebook 
or the page, our business page, or parentingwithatwist.com, parentingwithatwist.com. And either of those you can jump on and let us know that you would like to know how your brain works and how your child's brain works, and we'll send you a link for that. Um, Also, if you think about it, we're not talked about healthy relationships at school. So, you know, there is social interaction and that's great, but we're not really taught what does happen if X happens on the playground or if you're walking home from school and X happens, what do we do? We maybe are taught safety measures around that, like don't go head first down the slide or don't talk to strangers. But where's the actual pieces where we're taught how to interact with the kids on the playground? How to look at the child that doesn't have somebody to play with and invite them to play with us? Or um, the list could go on, but what is a healthy relationship? What does conflict look like? Okay, both of us want to use the swing. How are we going to work out this conflict? Like you could just take examples around the playground and teach conflict resolution. And again, like time management, conflict resolution is a huge thing that's taught to adults. But why aren't we taught this in school? So something you could teach around your house. Um, We model conflict, actually. My partner and I, we will have conflict in front of the children, and then we will show them how it's resolved. And it can be resolved in many different ways. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes it's we both need time. Sometimes it's, you know what, I'm really too upset with you to talk to you about this. (laughs) And there's different ways to model it. But what we do typically is we tend to hide conflict. And then kids don't grow up knowing how to deal with conflict. And a conflict is part of life. So that's an important piece. And I mentioned conflict with healthy relationships because conflict is a piece of a healthy relationship. Also, one of the greatest successes we need to understand in life is that we need to fail. And I believe I've mentioned in past podcasts, if you fail in the school system, it's not looked at with a great deal of respect. Well, I want you to change that mindset. Think back to when your child learned to walk or ride their bike. They failed lots in order to be successful at something. What if we looked at failure as an okay thing? And celebrate that and think, oh, well, they're trying. So therefore, I'm going to celebrate the fact that they're failing and put in some positive successful measures in order to do that. Beyond mere test taking, which is typically what's done in school, kids need to be creative thinkers. If we uh, think, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, school systems were set up to punch in, punch out on a time clock, you do your same job, they're set up for factory workers. Right now, that's not the nature of where our society is going and where your kids will be working. We have rapidly evolving technology, we have an ever-shifting global economy, and we have far-reaching health and environmental challenges. We're going to need creative thinkers, and the school system presently doesn't create uh a lot of creative thinkers. So how are you doing that? How are you getting your child to go, okay, well, I learned this piece about fractions today. How can I apply it to my world, to my passions? The ability to manage and understand money will allow your child to be financially independent, which is a huge marker of success. And as I've mentioned, kids are staying home till they're 34 years of age because they don't know how to be financially independent. And it's not taught in school. What's taught in school is pre-calculus math, right? And great, there are professions that will need some pre-calculus math. But everybody, including the people that need pre-calculus math, will also need to know how to be financially independent. 
and how to budget, how to save, how to invest, how to give back to their community. We spend more time going to work and going to school than anything else we do in life. Both should be motivating, motivating sorry, and energizing. Is that your reality? Is that your child's reality? I don't know that it is. And there's a bunch of other things. I've come up with 22 key things that we need to learn uh, in order to be successful in life that aren't taught in school. And again, this would be on a previous podcast, but just to share with you to kind of recap what those are, communication skills, time management skills, money management skills, understanding learning styles, mental health, healthy relationships, learning how to fail, creative and critical thinking, how to network. Ooh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this one yet in this podcast, but we are not going to be getting jobs through sending out resumes. Jobs are mostly got by who you know. That's been actually since I've been working. Uh, So, you know, five years. Just kidding. (laughs) More like 25 years. Um, And so really, who do you know? And, and, And it's changed even since then. So who do you know? What's your frame of of networking. Speed reading would be really important for kids. How to create a habit. Confidence. Key, key, key confidence. How to do interviews. How to market and sell yourself. What do you want to be when you grow up and figuring that out and knowing that it might change a bunch of times. Employability skills. So how do you take the stuff that you're learning in school and in your family and in your part-time jobs and keep applying it to other things as you move forward? Information meetings. So maybe you don't have a network and you really want to get into a certain field. How do you conduct an information meeting? How do you learn something new and why is it important to learn something new? And I talked about money management, but what about financial literacy? So money management is more budgeting and and saving and that sort of thing. But what about actually understanding how to buy a house and how to buy a car and and what a credit card looks like and the debt you can get into with that? How to do social skills in person and in media, social media? How to live healthy, which, which would mean exercise and eating? And then how to teach a child how to be an entrepreneur? I was a great student in school, A's, A minus average in university, had scholarships all the way through, you know, did my five years of high school in four years, did what should have been a four-year intense university program in three years, and then went right into, um, finished it the end of August and went right the next week into my next university degree. So I was a scholar (laughs) in terms of our school system. Got a job as a teacher, superseded people's expectations there, did really well. And then when when my world somewhat fell out underneath me and I was going to be an entrepreneur, I had no idea what it took to do that. And I see so many kids these days that because they're not going to get that Monday to Friday, nine to five factory job, they are going to need to understand those skills too. So 
those are a lot of the skills that aren't taught in school and what I'm suggesting to you is not to take on the whole school system but to figure out how can you teach those in your home. A lot of those I just mentioned you can. You can teach financial literacy and money management at home. You can bring what they're doing at school and start to put the twist on it. Haha, ha, parenting with a twist, tutoring with a twist. But the twist on it, okay, we're not going to look at homework as just being homework. We're going to look at homework as striving towards a goal, as giving you time management skills. We're not going to look at this math that you may not ever need to learn as, ugh, this is math, you may never need to learn. We're instead, we're going to go, well, what do you really love to do? You really love skateboarding? Let's apply your math to it. All right, so some questions for you. Do you depend on school to teach your child the skills that I've mentioned in this podcast? If you do depend on school and they're not teaching them, then what are you going to do about that? Where is your child these taught these success-ready skills? When you put your child into academies for sports, I hear that all the time, or piano lessons, or those sorts of things, which is wonderful. But what are you putting your child into to learn about money management, to learn about how to network, to learn about finances, all these key things that we're not putting our children into courses for? It takes a village to raise a child. It's one of my favorite quotes. And this could be true when you see that your child needs to learn to be successful, right? We may not have all these skills. Great. Who do you know that has them? So for instance, I didn't have the skill of sewing. My bonus daughter really wanted to learn how to sew and make something for Christmas. Well, guess what? One of my tutors knew how to sew. And so, you know, we chatted with her about that. Other friends of ours, they were really into different recipes and different ways of cooking. They taught us those pieces. And then in turn, you know, we've taught our friends lots of different pieces. So who in your community can help you? Who in your family can help you? Which of the skills are you lacking of the ones that I've mentioned that have caused you a choice to make certain choices, sorry, that you could maybe, you would maybe go back and change? So for instance, a lot of people don't know that when you get a credit card, the percentage that you're paying on interest is extremely high. And they don't know that um, when you make a purchase and you, let's say, you don't pay it off, that the interest goes back to the day that you didn't pay it off from. Sorry, the interest goes back to the day that you bought it from. And so your interest from 18 to 25%, some credit cards are crazy, right? And we don't know that. And so maybe you've gotten into some trouble around that. So what you need to do is look at where your holes are because nine times out of 10, you're going to be passing those holes along to your child. What have you learned from what I've talked about for yourself? So not only for your child, but what if, what about for yourself? What holes, uh, metaphorically speaking, have you gone down and maybe fallen and stayed in? So my partner, for example, he had some debt and he had went bankrupt in the past and this was something that he really needed to change certain um, patterns that he had around that and that was a big conversation piece for us before we moved in together and that could be a path he continued to go down right because if you don't know different you're not going to do different so I'm not asking you to reflect on your life and maybe some of these holes or these dips or these weaknesses that you have and look at it as a bad thing but what I do want you to do is go well what can I shift and what do I not want to pass on to my kids? Because you are their biggest role model. You will be passing those skills along. So you just want to really make sure 
that you know what you're passing along to them so that you can change it up. Thank you so much for listening. Any questions you have, Facebook us at parentingwithatwist.com is the Facebook page and or email us at parentingwithatwist.com. We'd love to hear from you and uh, hear where you're at. Do you have any questions? Um, It's so great to engage with our listeners. So thank you very much for those of you that are engaging with us. It's much, muchly appreciated. (laughs) And uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Thanks for getting twisted with us today. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.